Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the On Your Mind podcast. Uh, today, we've got a little bit of a different episode, to a different style today. We've uh, had busy lives and we've had a busy week all together. So me and Will are going to go over the um, AFL draft recap that happened during the week for you. And then Hennes and I are going to be discussing the FIFA World Cup, um, the progress of it so far, and along with some Big Bash news and some test cricket news that has been happening on along the way and just get our opinions on all of that and how we think all that's going to go. So how are you doing, Will? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Long day at work, but we're here. And uh, it's a great, great afternoon to talk about some footy. And I'll tell you what, I'm hanging for the fantasy to be open so we can put some teams together, that's for sure. Yes, I'm definitely uh, getting excited for that one too. Um, what did you think of the draft in general? Uh, this year. Yeah, look, look, there was some surprising picks, but some good ones. <laughs> Definitely some um, And that was, like, honestly, a, a good draft, I reckon, from from um, originally saying the other the other episode that it was quite even outside your top 10. It definitely was, and we did have some, some names that came out of nowhere and some names that went later than they should have and some names that went earlier than they should have. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it it was an interesting one, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think all teams are happy with their picks, and I think most players that got picked up would be happy where they've landed. Um, should suit very well for most of them. Yes, I think um, just from like looking at it, I think Cal. Uh, how do you say his name? Cal Toomey? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his uh, mock draft was actually pretty spot on. Um, with his top ten was pretty his, pretty his correct. Top 10, I think. His, his first round was pretty much identical to what he he had it as. So fair play to him, and obviously congratulations to everyone that was drafted this year, and good luck for your careers. And hope we obviously all hope that everyone has the careers that they are hopeful of having. Um. All right. So I'll let's go. go... The, I'll read out the first round for you if you'd like, or the top ten. We'll start with the top ten. Yeah, let's hit the top ten. What top read, 10. read out what we got. So we had Aaron Cadman, obviously, to GWS first, which was the top up. Do they bid on uh do they bid on Ashcroft first, which obviously they didn't go for, which is probably a smart move, I say. Cadman. Oh, he's just a gun. Uh, highlight speak for itself. Um then obviously North Melbourne went for the bid on Ashcroft. Um obviously Brisbane matched it. And Ashcroft went number two. Um Sheasel and Wardlaw, three and four, pick two North Melbourne, which is probably the next two self-explanatory picks. Um, I thought that was pretty well done by North Melbourne. Um, Elijah Sheetus to Essendon. Um, there was a lot of speculation uh, leading up about 10 minutes before that pick on whether they were going to trade it or and whether they were going to take the risk on Matthias Philippou or not, but they went for Sheetus, so fair play to them on that. Uh, Bailey Humphrey, uh, Gold Coast, had expressed interest in him weeks leading up to the draft. So that was... Uh, I'll just add on the Bailey Humphrey one. one. When I saw him get drafted, I um I looked at him and I went, yep, you're going to love the Gold Coast, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, yeah. He's got the, the surfy hair and he's going to love it at the Gold Coast, that's for sure. All right. Uh, Cam McKenzie, pick seven to Hawthorne. Um, as a Hawthorne fan there, I was uh, pretty... Pretty happy with that one. Um, would have loved to have someone like Sheasel, but obviously he's a class above to go outside the top five. Jai Clark to Geelong, which was uh, spoken about weeks leading up to the draft. Uh, Ruben Ginby to West Coast, another self-explanatory one, Perth boy. Um, and then 
to, to round out the 10, St Kilda chose to select Mateus Philippou, which again, which is uh, later than everyone expected. But I think that could be a good pickup for St Kilda with their losses that they had in the off season. So that, that was our top 10. Um, pretty straightforward and pretty well how it was expected to go, I'd say, Will. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, they they pretty much predicted that. And I mean, to be honest, the only thing that would have thrown it is if, if Essendon did do that trade. But yeah, they went with their, uh, stuck to their guns and went with Elijah. And um, I, I guess we're going to see how that plays out in 23A. Um, I like the Jai Clark one. I think Geelong picking up a junior leader, um, seeing obviously their, their captain. Parting ways with football and moving on to his next chapter. I think your Jai Clark future leader, as well as a, a hardball get player, will um will be a good impact for Geelong. I think uh, brother of Elijah, Ollie Hollands, pick 11. I think that's going to be a really good one to watch going to Carlton. We'll, um, we'll see how that goes. And Jasper Fletcher's last few years have been unreal. Um, his development as a, as a kid and a player has been huge. And I'm pretty keen to see what he can do for the Lions, whether that's this year or in the future. But, um, I think he can he can bring something out. Uh, another one I had was the youngin who played a few Sandful games. Uh, I think it was Sydney bitted on him from Adelaide, Max McElhaney. Um, the nice the nice name rings a bell, doesn't it? Got a ring to it. I like it. Um, I reckon he'll be good for the Crows. It'll be an interesting one, but. I've um, just like to say my personal opinion on him is that he is a very good player and I think that he'll play 200 games if he can get himself right and cement his spot down there in the back line. Um, I, I think he's a genuine player. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'll go. I mean, he was my bolter and I didn't really get much bolter from him, but he still got picked up, couldn't give. A crap, what number? As long as it was as it was with the crows, and he's with the crows, and he'll stay amongst us. Billy Dowling to the crows. You did say love that. He didn't really bolt, but he did get picked. No, no, he didn't. He didn't bolt, but he's there. He's there, and I told you he'd go at some stage, and there he is. So forty-three to the crows, staying at home, which is lovely to see because we love to see our backyard boys hang around. Yeah, that's and um. It's unreal to see one of our own stick in our state, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'll say um, quite honestly from me, I think the two good pickups from what I've seen is I, I think Crows picking up Billy that late in the draft is big. Um, I thought, I know you'd say you're going to talk about this one soon, so I won't speak about him. Pick number 41. I think Barnett slipping to 23 going to West Coast was pretty big. To be um, honest, I love that pick for West Coast. Like Nick Nat's going and Harry Barnett, he's athlete. Like he is pretty much in in a way, he, he probably won't live up to that kind of the way he is, but his athletic ability, his jump, his run is Nick Nat, is Nick Nat like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll say, uh, I think Keeler's a great pick. For Saints, um, losing your... Slid as well. Slid yeah. Nicely. So, um, yeah, obviously losing your Paddy Ryder, I think. I think you're Rowan Marshall and, you know, Keeler. And even okay. if Jackie Hayes gets yeah. right, you're going to have three there that can really play that, you know, forward ruck rotation. Um, Keeler won't spend too much time in the ruck, but he could definitely go in there if they need it. Sure. But I'm still going to say, yeah, I, I think 
the pick up of the draft for me, as much as I want to say Billy Dowling, I'm going to say, yeah, number eight, Jai Clark yeah. um, to Geelong, as I said before. I think just the way Geelong went about it, sat there and, you know, replace a leader with a leader, um, it's a it's a it's a great pickup and he's going to be huge for them just his his ability as well um he's not 100% freak at everything but he can definitely um give you a bit of everything to the best of his ability and i think that's going to be huge as a player for Geelong yeah that's still that uh, Joel Selwood comparisons probably is close as you can probably get in that way Joel Selwood not a star in anything just a tough goes about it and leads away from example and what more could you ask for from a captain in a way so, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, that in ten, five, five, six years' time, him to be walking through that. Yeah, exactly. What about um? What's your what's your best pickup? Who do you think your best pickup is? Uh, my best pickup. Um, see, I was I was a bit unsure. I, I really like Collingwood picking Ed Allen, big midfielder. Um, yeah, did like that. With they've got their they've got their outside ball users, um, and Ed Allen, big body, Paddy Cripps, body type. Um, that can learn off of the ways of Scott Pendlebury, still side bottom, those types of players, especially. And then you get Tom Mitchell in there with to go with that as well. Um, I think he's going to have a good uh, learning year. First, first two years he have a good um, good learning year. Um, and my yeah, other correct. one, my other one, um, would have to be now. I wasn't, I wasn't in terms of the fit, and is he going to play straight away? I wasn't too sure. Um. But picking Jed Buslinger, the Bulldogs, I, yep. I really like that one as well. So you can throw him forward and back by the sounds of things. It's kind of like that Aaron Norton type when they drafted him as a defender. Looks like he might be able to go forward. Um, but he's going to get a good good, good lot of learning off of um, the, the likes of Keith and Gardner. Um, it's going to be able to back them up nicely as they get older and um, as the natural uh, wear and tear happens, if they need a rest, he's going to be a good intercept defender working with Sam Darcy. Um, and working off Liam Jones, who before he retired was, in my opinion, the best defender in the game. So he's going to have a good. He's going to have a good people to watch, um, and his role will be very important depending on whether they uh, where they throw him. So there we are, lads. That's just the chat that me and Will had um, earlier. Obviously, we are all very busy um, at the moment. This week we've been pretty busy. We had the draft preview come out earlier in the week um, we thought we'd do that one as a cover just in case we couldn't get a Sunday out um, fortunately uh, the boys have put in an effort um, to make sure they were both available tonight um, and I thought considering they were at separate times I'd help with a run through so there's just a chat with Will about the AFL draft and now we're about to go in with Hannes here for just a little chat about a uh, little bit of cricket, a little bit of soccer, a bit of the World Cup that's been going on. So um, we do apologise for the uh, the mix-up and the split within the uh, poly today that we couldn't have everyone together. But we also uh, hope you all enjoy the new format, um, the new format, the different format. Um, and would be nice to get some feedback on whether you all like it or not. Um, if you could, uh, comment on the Instagram page dedicated to this uh, this week's upload or something along those lines so yep so here's the chat I had with Hennis um, and while it's just me chatting to you now um, just like to say that we are trying really hard to get some guest speakers on for you um, I know we mentioned one earlier about episode one or two that we're trying to get a pretty big guy 
Um, obviously his schedule is very busy um, and so we've been trying to be flexible with him and let him do his own thing and uh, find a time when he is free um, and we've also got a couple of new draftees that we're hopefully uh, coming in the next couple of weeks if we can obviously with their busy schedules as well can lock them away and have a chat with them but um, we do apologise for uh, maybe jumping ahead of ourselves and mentioning that we would have someone and not providing anyone um, but we are trying hard to lock some people away um, in the meantime so uh, yep just here's uh, my chat with Hennes um, and we'll go into part two just a little bit of soccer and cricket for you all so thank you okay guys welcome to the second part of the podcast now uh, hopefully you'll enjoyed me and Will's chat about the the draft and how everything all that all went and uh now I'm joined by Henry. Uh Henry's how you doing mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, going well, going well. Uh before we start, we we'll just jump on. You're obviously a blues man, big blues man. Uh Oliver yep. Hollands, first pick in the draft to number eleven. How what are you, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think I, I think well basically talking about all of them, I think they were very, very smart picks. Um we like going off the back of last season, uh, we 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 were showing like a strong improvement, and I just think every every player that was picked up, whether it's Harry, Oliver, or Lockie, I think uh, those three have really big potential at our club in the future, and you know they will put put in a bit of effort and research into you know why we're going to need these sorts of players and what they're going to be able to add to our club and if they're going to be able to fit into that first twenty two. So. That's it for sure. I'm definitely uh, impressed to see how Holland's goes as well. And obviously, Harry Lemmy, some, mm. being from South Australia, is someone I've seen a little bit of, and his physical attributes obviously very positive. So for yeah, one yeah. of the fast, fastest uh, 2Ks for um, someone his size as well. I think he's about 198 or something, 196. About yeah, there. he's quite so tall. He's a big boy. Mm. Um, anyways, yeah, so good to hear that. Um, we'll start with a little bit of cricket to start. First of all, obviously, Mitch Marsh. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh out of the God. big bash. So if everyone, BBL yeah, team is Mitch fucked Marsh already. In your big bash, yeah, the big bison is obviously out for three months, so he'll probably miss the whole big bash. No BBL this year, nah. <laughs> um, but they lose Mitch Marsh and gain Faf plus C. Yes, so that's it. That's yeah. a good pickup, I think it, it yeah. could be. It could um, obviously be pretty beneficial for him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Faf is obviously past his prime but yeah. you know he, he could be able to could be able to have well should be able to have some influence in this competition I think um, you know he's a very handy cricketer and yeah even though he's past his prime he still adds plenty to a team so obviously it's not as good as how Mitch Marsh has been performing in T20s at the moment but they'll take what they can get so yeah for sure I think oh, it's at the end of the day it's Faf plus C isn't it like it's not yeah, like you've yeah. signed some Dude off the Somewhere in the street. club cricket. Yeah, it's yeah. arguably top 10 South African yeah. player of all time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. not handy with um all the other players. You know, we, we've we already had to look at a few exchanging other other players already. Like um, like we were talking about when we did the, the fantasy um upload. Like we've already, there's already been players announced injured after that. And, you know, it was just... There's there's going to be a lot of people out, you know, as well as as well as people in the Australian and in other international squads, 
there's going to be plenty of X factor that's going to be missing from BBL. So it'd be interesting to see how much uh, entertainment it's got to offer this year. Yeah, I, I think there's no, there's certainly no shortage of the like the international talent. That's for sure. It's just how 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 many get taken to yeah, international duties. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. yeah so just... in terms of a tactic, I think I'm gonna. Um, obviously you got to get rid of Marsh. I think I might just mm. bring Faf straight in. Um, mm. and I'd look to upgrade from Inglis and just go for the best available keeper, probably, or go someone like McDermott yeah. or. Uh, Philippi, who cost a bit more, who I know I can rely on to not, yeah. who won't necessarily be taken, um, yeah, any duties or anything. Yeah, well, I've actually gone triple keeper, so I've gone, so I've gone. Who did I go? I got went uh, Philippi, um, I went, uh, Matty Wade, yep, and I also went uh, Joe Clark. So oh, I've yep. gone all three. Yep. yep. Um, you know they they can all. They're all keepers and they they can all hold about. So, you know, I think being able to double up in some of those areas is quite handy. And, you know, the prime example is Josh Philippi and Joe Clark last year as well. They're, you know, both good behind the stumps and both can make plenty of runs as well. So, yeah, that's it. Um, And Martin Guptal, uh, I think he might have already been signed, yep. but he's con- definitely confirmed to be playing with the Renegades. Yep. So, yep. That's yeah, that's also that. Leading run scoring uh, T20s for New Zealand of all time. Yeah. So that's a very, very big pickup for the Renegades. Very, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> Great player. Yeah. And, you know, Renegades are one of those teams that everyone seems to notice before the season started that they don't have as much t- known talent as some yeah. other teams do. And, you know, I think Martin Guptill is one of those players that, you know, might might be able to sway a bit of the Renegades fans to have a bit more faith this season, I think. You know, yeah. someone someone that the Renegades are really gonna lean off of um experience wise and just cricket not cricketing knowledge, I think, is gonna come in hand for the Renegades this year. So. Yeah, the Renegades are more yeah, they've got people just coming out of the under nineteen scene. Mm. Um, they've got a lot Fraser McGurk, Harper, all these young mm. players that like there's yep. all your young good role players who aren't I'll go there. They aren't quite Australian level yeah. just yet. They're, they're, they're future yeah. Australian players. But they're not the stars future, yet. Actually, but they're not stars yet. But they're the ones that will win you the games yeah. with their 25, 30 off 15 balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, just adding up to that just cements things a bit more. And, you know, that they can rely on it. They've got, actually got someone that they can feel that is going to perform more often than not. So, And they're not going to lose Finch at all this year. Because he won't be yeah. for Australia. That is going to be very <laughs> handy for. Well, I, I was, I, I would, I should say handy. I mean, hopefully he goes all right. I mean, you know, Finn, Who knows Finch has quite a few rough patches. Yeah. So. Hasn't made a run yeah. in the Big Bash for three years. So no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's the. Oh, that's. I think that's the main Big Bash news. Um. I haven't done heaps of big bash research this week but i think yeah. that's the main big stories um be yeah, more focusing on much. the uh, be more focusing on the test matches going on as they had the first yeah. test the west yeah. indies versus uh australia um well yeah it, it was obvious australia won the toss and batted and that was pretty much the game from there yeah warner dragged yeah. one on got a bit nervous yeah. manus walked out steve smith walked out and it was game over yeah I do think um, West Indies might make a couple of changes. Just like their batting lineup, their top four, 
Like their top four is like their top four is good. I, I rate their top four, yeah. but just they once once their top four is gone, they lose the next three <laughs> wickets within an hour. <laughs> like <laughs> it shouldn't work like that. Like come on, surely right. they can strategize a bit better than that. Like, Jason Holder, like he's the skipper, six foot eight, mm-hmm. like your number one all rounder in the world at the moment. Like you gotta you gotta give a little more than ten runs and yeah. one wicket, like. Yeah, I oh know. Like it's ridiculous, especially if you're going to. He was fight. a captain too. Yeah, he he used to be the captain, not anymore. No, he still is. Craig Brathwaite. Oh, Craig Brathwaite is. Yeah. Craig Brathwaite is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Craig Brathwaite. He he, he held he held himself. He's like, a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was good. And Tajaran, um, Tajaran Chanderpaul, very looks. Yeah, very awkward. He actually looks good, but very good. But, yeah, he looked. Yeah, he's. Are you talking about his stance? Because yeah. I thought his stance looked a bit weird. Is that, yeah, that's, is that, just, it's like the same as his dad. Um, yeah. His dad played and he had the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is, but yeah, definitely uh, their bowling needs to... Oh, their bowl. Azari Joseph needs to bowl more and everyone else just needs yeah. to bowl better. Like, Yeah. Ross and, Ch- Ross and Chase has got to go. Yeah, he, oh he, did, he did make fifty. He's got. He'll probably keep his spot because he made fifty. Yeah, but... he'll probably, he'll probably yeah. move up to five. And yeah. Else <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they nah, do have just... Kemar Roach got injured. Um, the Myers had a injury into underneath his arm, um, so he'll be out. He won't be able to yeah. bowl. Whether he stays as a batsman after making a, he he's an aggressive batsman. He's more of the, like the fourth or fifth bowler. So whether he stays is up to them because he's injured. Um, yeah. But, They've flown someone in already. Uh, he'll be here on Tuesday, apparently. Yeah. Um, who hasn't played a game yet for them? So have they, wait, have they disclosed who it is? Like, um, I can, oh yeah, I was listening to it on the radio, but I can't remember the name. Uh, or the yeah, guy. Okay. He's a far fast bowler. Um, to replace, okay. I'm assuming that would be to replace Roach with his injury. Yeah. Okay. And there's talks yeah, well, of them picking another keeper as well to replace De Silva. Yeah. Well, De Silva, like, it's just. With the bat, I don't know if you saw how he got out in the first innings. That, that was, was horrible. horrible. That was it was horrible. so bad. Good ball. That was like, horrible. yeah, that was like D grade or like over 50. <laughs> get out. Like, it was that bad. It was shit. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. But Australia, though, they're just class above. Oh, oh Steve yeah. Smith. Yeah. Steve Smith. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't forget about Marlis. Oh, no, don't forget no about Steve Robert. Smith. Oh, he, when he walks <laughs> out the bat and he makes 200. Oh, yeah, nah. oh, uh, for anyone out there, uh, Steve Smith, uh, Toby Creams over Steve Smith. Oh, so. he's, he's my, <laughs> he's the love of my life, Steve Smith. Oh, he, he should have been player of the match. I don't care. Took five catches, four catches in the second innings. He's player of the match. Toby's speechless. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, we, I know we were talking quite a bit about the, the errors in West Indies at the moment and how they looked in the first test, but. It doesn't take away the fact that Australia are a good test team right now. Like oh, they, are they are number one. Yeah, and they should be. Yeah. I just... I really... One thing that I really want to see out of Australia is I just want... I want Kerry to make a few more runs. We didn't, he didn't like, need a bat. He didn't need a bat. I know. I know. But, like, I know not batting this test. But, like, just previously in test cricket as well, I just... He he can make runs. He he's can make runs. He's a good. He's, he's a solid opener. <sighs> yeah, but like, see a water. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. I've, but I then Renshaw, mm. it's, it's difficult. It is difficult because we are going through a period where, where at the moment, it's difficult to pick individuals because 
sometimes the good players can't get in because people are performing. Yeah. So like yeah, like Ranshaw and it, it it's like it's like the debacle like in the early two thousands and stuff. People like Damian Martin and you know Darren Lehman and stuff like that in the nineties and whatever. They couldn't. They were struggling to get a game because of just purely who was above them. That's why Michael so, Hussey didn't debut until he was thirty. Yeah, because you can't yeah, take like, away Michael Clark and Ricky Ponting. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, ludicrous that. Yeah, mm. and I don't think t- to that extent today, but there's still positions in the test side that you know yeah. people could go toe to toe with each other with people that people like players that aren't in the test side at the moment. But it's only bowl um, like the bowl. It's only yeah. batsmen. Like the bowlers, you can't change that bowling lineup. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you think uh, that... until one and until one of them breaks down. Yeah, uh, no, or it's insane. Stark needs a rest. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another thing to talk about. Who's gonna replace Mitch Stark? Do you reckon this year? If no he one needs a rest. No, no one. Who who go that year? You that's reckon? why he re- that's why he rested in the ODIs so he can go. It's only five tests. Yeah, yeah true. I, I don't know. I just. Have a weird feeling he's going to do. Pat Cummins got injured in the last, uh, at the end of yesterday. Did you? Yeah, see that? I saw that. Yeah, so it seems it seems alright now. Scott they, Boland they, is next in, I think, by the sounds of yeah, things. Which, which, looking at last year, we won't have any issues with that anyway. So no, considering he did that against England and you know playing against West Indies, he England's, should take nine. England's twos, but yeah, true, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how about the? Uh, Soccer World Cup. Oh, the Aussies, round of 16. They oh, they didn't yeah. look like winning, though. They, nah. In Argentina, they, were all over them. Yeah. They did it right. It, First 20 minutes, yeah, they were good. But Yeah. I, I meant to, well, I did get up, and I ended up falling asleep 10 minutes in. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so, but I rewatched the highlights and stuff, and, you know, they did sort of hold it up, hold themselves up for quite a while. I, I was expecting, like, four or five nil. Um. Yeah, but so. yeah, I, I, I'm not going to complain with round of sixteen. To be honest, you know, a lot of people were putting Australia as bottom of the group. So to get out of that and you know only lose two one to Argentina, you can't really complain. Yeah, so. especially with the Argentina with uh, one of the top three and the favourites going into it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so and then the Netherlands beat USA three one as well. Yeah, that's quite, which is quite expected. Obvious. Yeah. But um, my yeah, so my tip Germany, uh, did not go through to the round of sixteen, so I've flopped it there. Yeah, who did yeah. I pick up? Oh, Brazil. Yeah, that will be right. They um, they rested all their players for Cameroon and lost, but that doesn't mean anything because no. half their team didn't play. Yeah. Oh, when we played against Denmark, because France and Tunisia were playing at the same time. Yeah. Tunisia were up one nil. Yeah. Tunisia were up one nil, and we were all, we were all there was six of us, six or seven of us at the pub. Literally, like watching the France Tunisia game on our phone the same time as Socceroos, when we saw fucking Kamavinga was playing left back. Yeah, they they the were centre mid for France. Yeah, it, it was they like just friendly match. I was like, oh yeah, we'll just take the piss. Yeah, as soon as Mbappe came on, you know, sort of sort of things out a little bit, but he's that good. He'll be player of the tournament. Yeah, he's well, that good. You'd, you'd hope so. Um, I've still got yeah, England I'd, from here. Just saying. Yeah, well, I, I hope England went from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm English as well, so no Australia in there. I'll just hop on the three lines. But yeah. Yeah, but that looks like the. Yeah, so what do we got? As of 
Oh, we're recording this on the Sunday. It'll be out tonight. So we've got France and Poland, England yeah. and Senegal. Um, yeah. Tomorrow morning. So I think England win that and France just win that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Lewandowski can uh, step up. That'll be the only plot. That's the only way Poland win if he pulls something out his yeah. ass. But yeah, as much as I want Mbappé to win play the tournament, for all means, if Poland win, I'm going to be fucking happy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I like Smokies in the World Cup. I also, I really like um, Lewandowski as well. He's a... Lewandowski. Lewandowski. He's a very player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, another team that's actually surprised me this tournament, Japan. Yes, I was Japan. just about to say that. Yeah. They've finished top of their group. <laughs> Yeah, it's just ludicrous. Yeah. And Germany didn't even make it. Like, no, come on. Uh, oh, God. It's, mm. Yeah, so P- Portugal will beat Switzerland. Spain will beat Morocco. Brazil will beat yeah. South Korea. And yeah. I c- can't tell you between Japan and Croatia at the moment, to be honest. I reckon Japan. I reckon Japan. Japan honestly. with the momentum. Well, and also everyone in Croatia's wash. They're all like 35. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your only player holding you up is Modric, and he's well past his prime now. So, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's almost gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I reckon Brazil South Korea could be a close game. South Korea have played well as well. Son so. and Son hasn't done much either. So if he starts, no. if he starts going. Mm. Here, heard it here first. Son scores a double. I reckon. Son scores a double. And South Korea win. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I reckon. Right now, wow. right now, I'm wow. putting it on the board. I'm not going to bet on this, wow. but if anyone wants to put a bet on it, why not? I'm gonna, I'm gonna chuck it into a multi, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you how much that that could be a big. It could actually. You see, um, I was looking, um, just scrolling through um, sports bet last night before the Australia yeah. game, and for them to win an extra time was a hundred and twenty six dollars. They'll pay a hundred and twenty six dollars to win it in extra time. Jesus, that that would almost be worth it. Just chuck yeah. a couple bucks on that. Um, yeah. Well, we put um, I think yeah, we put a f- like fifteen dollar group like bets and mates multi on. Oh, uh, not multi, just a bet on, and it was just Australia to win. And yeah, that didn't go to plan. Well, didn't assume it would anyway. But but yeah, I um, I have been quite surprised. You know, like some of the some of the upsets and stuff in the World Cup. Um. I think it makes things good, but it also it dampens the mood a little bit because when it gets into the further stages, these teams are going to eventually crumble or you expect them to. You know, yeah. the teams that shouldn't be as far as what they're making it um, over some of the other teams like Germany and, you know, they haven't had the experience deeper into these sorts of competitions. So I just feel like they're going to end up folding at some point. So Yeah, well, that's, it's what happens with the... When you don't have the yeah. depth as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've so, got yeah. South Korea are paying $12. Yep. And then for Son to score two or more, he uh, would pay $111. Yeah. That multi for South Korea to win. So if you want to chuck that, cheeky five on that. That's almost <laughs> worth it, you know. I tell you what, that's almost worth it. That yeah, is almost, worth it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I a, would do that. It's a good deal. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And yeah, the way they've been playing as well, their form, I wouldn't even, oh, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they yeah. won. So, but yeah, Neymar will step up. Jesus mm. will step up. Richard, yeah. however, Charleston's goal. Yeah, 
Oh god, I, yeah, you saw that. That was insane. <laughs> it was outrageous. How does he do this for Brazil with that no. stinky Tottenham? Oh, I couldn't. I, I <laughs> don't even get me started with him and Tottenham, Tottenham boy, right here. Oh. You. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Deli Ali. Um. But yeah, so yeah, so World Cup's pretty. Uh, it gets obvious who's going to win from now. I'd say. Yeah. Tell, like realistically, they're all yeah pretty high favourites. So, yeah, especially at this stage, like um, things are going to get quite one-sided. The matchups and yeah, you know, a lot of these a lot of these games, you can easily predict what's going to happen. That's um, it. And the bench is going to come in handy a lot in these last few games. I reckon for a lot of sides like Brazil and France. I think that's know, where gotta... having no Benzema and stuff will hurt them. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. So, are you going to the Adelaide Test match next week, mate? I actually am. I'm going on the Saturday only, as I have oh. to work. I have to work on Thursday and Friday. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm well, really I'm going to be venturing for the Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm going in all five days. Like expecting, well, expecting it not to last all five days. Four days max. I reckon three. <laughs> to be honest, I'll be surprised. But yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll head in. Yeah, booked work off, so yeah, start start on Thursday, and hopefully won't stop drinking till Monday. So we'll see you awesome. at the. Uh, I see you at Woolshed on Hindley uh, Saturday night, though. Saturday night, yeah, yeah right, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> so how yeah. your? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say how'd your uh, local cricket go on the weekend? How'd you? How'd you go? Um, we actually we had a very young team on the weekend. I think oh, I was yeah. the third or fourth oldest in the no way. in the, in the oh team. It was like Jesus. eighteen was the average age or something. Had a oh, 14, 14 year old playing. He's a gun, oh, gun geez. leg spinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gun leg spinner. Um, we made one sixty. Our opening batters lasted thirty two of the forty overs, um, yeah. and then obviously got pretty comfortable. I went out there, uh, hit a boundary, got out. Two balls later, and then it was pretty much just swinging. Everyone was just swinging, trying to get as many runs as we could, and we lost. Yeah, probably, I think oh, we yeah. lost like six for ten or six for fifteen or something. So yeah, cricket's shit. We lost with. I was bad at mine. We had you bad at. Oh, fucking horrible. Horrible. So yeah, no, yeah. So there was uh, me and two other blokes that came that come down for the A grade. Yeah. For, the, for to play on Saturday. Yeah. And um, yeah. So. Out of the three of us, well, I got a duck, but there was only there was only <laughs> nine there was only nineteen runs made between three uh, three of us like A graders, people that have been playing A grade this year. But did you um, play twos? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then uh, the opposition team they made two twenty one, oh. and we got bowled out for forty one. Oh. Yeah, it was not. It was not that great. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only po- the the positive though was I was home at I reckon. Five o'clock, you know, warm weather. That's sat under the fan. It was quite nice. Yeah, it was quite lovely. Well, while, oh, we're yeah. the, while we're on the topic of that, there's just one more thing I want to highlight is over in the Rawal Pindi in Pakistan. Yeah. The cricket is oh. going insane. Oh, yeah, I know. England. England. Oh, my God. 10 for 657. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Brook, 153 of 116. Oh yeah, I know. Start of that, and then Pakistan going. Pakistan going have been bowled out in the, have been bowled out today, mm. for, for five hundred and seventy nine. 
and England are already on 176 after 26 overs. <laughs> can I can I bat on that pitch? I need my I was, a bit up. Yeah, Joe Root, please. 71 off 65. Ben Duckett got a golden. Crawley, 50 off 48. Oh. Ben Stokes dropping down the order. Harry Brook coming up to five. But, Imagine being Ben Duckett. It's oh. like that. It's like those posts you see. Like, oh, it's oh, tough out there, boys. Yeah, it's tough out there. <laughs> yeah, go get some duck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that game will be a draw. Oh yeah, well, yeah. You cannot expect it to go any other way because that that pitch, like looking at those scores, oh. absolute road. Two two teams scoring almost six hundred. Both teams almost getting six hundred. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, we thought it was good, like Australia getting up around that mark. Yeah, and then like, let alone, let alone two both sides being able to do it in the one game. Yeah, well, when you make five hundred and seventy nine, and you still trail by two hundred and sixty, <laughs> like oh, that ain't imagine. it. Imagine. Oh. oh yeah, I know. Not great at all. Alrighty, good story out of your boys, uh, Tom Emmett. Oh yeah, I know. Not very, very yeah. handy. Very, very good, and overcome some challenging life issues as well. So that's good to see him getting an opportunity for the free for Freo. Good place to go. Good people to learn yeah. off there. So, yeah, yeah hopefully it does all right interstate. You know, <laughs> hopefully he comes back to start as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You've enjoyed the chats tonight, and um, thanks for uh, making yourself available, Henry. We've had a busy weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, just finishing uni and yeah, going out and cricket. Yeah, doing well. Yeah, we've been trying to tease some people up for the podcast. And if you do want to be a guest and you think you're of some significance, yeah, because... yeah you actually need to be okay at what you do. Flick us a flick us a DM on Instagram <laughs> at on your mind underscore podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, more than happy to hear your story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to be a good story though. Spit some yarn. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'd take some of those stories over talking over talking to Will for an hour. Fuck yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> while, he's not, while he's not here, fuck that guy. Yeah, hate <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Alrighty, lads, that's it. Uh, that's all we've got for today. That was just my chat with Henners there. Um, obviously, it might have, uh, as you know, it's cut a bit short. We just had a little bit of a chat afterwards, um, and we've just cut a little bit out. Nothing, uh, nothing bad, just editing. Um, as always, but I thought I'd do the outro here myself. Um, obviously, we had a busy week. Um, chucked out that pre-draft podcast. Um, unsure if we're going to get a Sunday one out because um, the rest of our weeks were pretty busy. Um, so good to see that uh, we're able to get a Sunday one out uh, weekly for you, which is good to keep us on track like that. Um, obviously, in news, congratulations to everyone who got drafted in the draft. Um, Hopefully all their careers shine well, as we hope, and as all is promising. Um, And obviously, good luck to the Australian men's team um, in their test series up against the West Indies in South Africa this summer. Um, Obviously, remember to keep sharing the potty. um, Keep sharing it around. Have some fun with us. Um, Feel free to let us know your feedback on Instagram and all of that sort of stuff that you can. Um, All the feedback is... Uh, greatly appreciated and helps and goes a long way to making it uh, better for you to listen to and better for us to make so that's all great Um, anyway uh, thanks a lot for listening everyone and uh, we'll see you all next week